Welcome to Stay Engaged 2021. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you day by day. It's Engage, but off stage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with Quantcast, creators of a new and innovative intelligent audience platform. In today's off-stage audio session, YouTube's Luke Hyams and Zoe Clapp discuss UK-specific YouTube original, A Seat at the Table, with its star, Jack Harris. In the film, Jack is joined by Sir David Attenborough before he gathers local and global stories of those affected by the climate crisis to present to world leaders at COP26. Their discussion covers how production took place considering restrictions around travel and why YouTube is building original content around subjects like sustainability. Over to Zoe, Luke and Jack. Hi, I'm Zoe Clapp, Director of YouTube Marketing for the UK and for YouTube Originals for EMEA. I'm joined by Luke Hyams, Head of YouTube Originals EMEA, and Jack Harries. Jack is an environmentalist and a filmmaker. His YouTube channel has 3.7 million subscribers and centres on the huge challenge of climate change. In the course of his work, he has collaborated with everyone from the World Wildlife Fund to the BBC and Netflix. It's great to talk to you both. Hello, Luke, and hello, Jack. Hey, Zoe, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Hi, Zoe. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Luke, first, let's set some context. As the person responsible for what YouTube commissions, what's the difference between ordering programmes for this platform rather than for TV? I think the first thing that people notice is that there is no limit to the form or the ambition for the form that you can have. We really like things that the shape and size that are best to tell the story delivered to the audience on a channel on YouTube that is most connected to the audience. So that's the first one. But I think the other thing that really stands out is that we live in this incredible age of expression where people are using social media platforms and YouTube itself to really talk about what they're passionate about. And we as commissioners are able to feed into that by harnessing not just the kind of anecdotal engagement information, but also the raw data of what people are passionate about to be able to use that in a responsible way to commission shows that resonate with the young audience on the topics that really matter to them right now. So data plays a part in how you commission? Data definitely plays a part. You can't hide from the data. And honestly, I'd say that's the most fun part of it for me. You know, that moment where you first upload a YouTube video, one of the YouTube originals, you go away, you make a cup of tea, you look out the window for a bit, you come back and you have the most honest reaction of what the world thinks of it, you know, and that's something that you just don't get in TV. And I don't think I could go back. It's just so incredibly exhilarating. Okay. Now, Jack, I think a lot of people would say that they've kind of seen you grow up on YouTube. Can you tell me a little bit about how you have used the platform to make change and for more serious causes? Yeah, for sure. I started making YouTube videos when I was 18, back in 2011. The platform was a very different space then. There was no such thing as a YouTuber. No one made money making YouTube videos and it was and still is, but it, it seemed like this incredibly free and exciting place. It was, there were just kids uploading videos from their bedrooms and that to me seemed so exciting. I was studying media at the time. It had always been my dream to get into film and television. And this seemed like such an exciting way just to jump into that space, to be able to make a video from your bedroom and broadcast it to the world with the chance of building audience. So I started doing that. And honestly, I had no plan, no ambitions. I called it Jack's Gap because I planned just to do it for my gap year. The name tells you that I really didn't have a sense of longevity 
longevity setting up the channel it had this amazing sort of couple of months where people started to watch and I dragged my twin brother into it too and slowly but surely the channel began to pick up traction and I ended up leaving university to make videos full-time much to my parents dismay my brother and I both quit university on the same day actually and drove back to London and were like mum dad we're gonna make YouTube videos for a living and they were like what all these years of education you know it was an amazing time and we were able to set up our own company and hire a few of our friends and we made videos full-time for like four or five years and it wasn't until a little bit later and the audience grew to around four million subscribers and we started to ask ourselves you know what we should be doing with that audience a sense of responsibility I think comes with having a platform and an audience and growing up my mum was always a bit of a climate change activist she used to drag us to protests about climate change and so that seemed like the sort of obvious issue to start focusing on. Yeah, that started in 2011 when we went on a trip to Greenland with the WWF. We made a film about climate change and that trip really turned my world upside down and I became sort of obsessed with communicating that story and importantly trying to tell the human aspect of climate change. I think that's often what's been missing from this conversation. So your parents must be pretty proud of you at this point. Your latest series for YouTube Originals, you're working with David Attenborough. Can you tell us a little bit about your new show for Originals? Yeah, of course. David Attenborough has always been a hero of mine. He is the master communicator when it comes to climate and the environment. As we all know, grew up watching all his programs. And so having a chance to work on him with this show is just a dream come true. And the series is called Seat at the Table. And the concept really was to firstly to create something in the run up to COP26, which is this hugely important conference happening at the end of this year. Arguably the most important conference humanity's ever had because world leaders are literally gathering together to decide the future of humanity of billions of people's livelihoods. It's happening in Glasgow here in the UK. And so we really wanted to do a series that would build up to that in a sort of campaigning style, but also something that had climate justice at the heart of it. And credit to Luke and the team at YouTube, that was something that was really important to them. And so the series has changed a little bit as COVID has sort of limited our plans. And we can all relate to that this year, having to be a little bit flexible. But essentially the show is a 12-part YouTube original series, and it's about reframing climate change as a social justice and human rights issue. And so I'm going to be embarking on a trip across the UK from the, the south to the north and meeting different people on my journey Um, and we also have some incredible international contributors around the world who are telling their stories from the front lines of climate change and the central idea really is to platform those voices that are so often marginalized in this conversation the voices that we don't often hear from but those who are really on the front lines of this issue so you mentioned there that you had to change plans due to the pandemic can you tell me a little bit about that in some ways it sounds like where we've resolved or the end point now actually seems like such a great way of telling this story that lends at cop 26 it's funny how it happens isn't it it does feel like it was sort of meant to be in this way however much pain and stress <laughs> happened throughout the process but originally the journey was an international journey so we were going to literally travel to these front lines to meet these incredible heroes around the world and we were going to do it in a way that was carbon neutral taking different forms of transport that wasn't possible due to covid but i think there are lots of advantages that have come out of that. One of them is that we're now empowering local storytellers to tell the stories in their countries. And I think that's hugely positive. Another is that we're able to really keep it carbon neutral because I'm literally cycling now across the UK. And the other is just telling UK stories. I think climate is hard to understand how it affects us at home in the UK in particular. You know, I think we think about it as this far away thing, this intangible thing that affects 
other people or it affects rainforests and glaciers. And so I think there's something very powerful about going on a journey through the UK and comparing it to international stories and sort of drawing those parallels. So yeah, I feel really excited actually about the journey we're about to undertake. It's quite an exciting thing, isn't it? You've got four million young climate activists hanging on your every word. And then you're partnering with Sir David, who's the most famous and impactful environmentalist in the world today. Tell me about how that came about. How did you start working with Sir David? That came about through the incredible team at Silverback Studios, actually working originally with WWF. I met an amazing man called Colin Butfield, who then went on to go and work for Silverback Studios. Colin has always been a close advocate and a champion in my work. And he first introduced me to Sir David two years ago when I had a chance to go to Kenya when they were filming A Life on Our Planet. I was so nervous interviewing him that first time <laughs> and meeting him for the first time. But as anyone would expect, he's such a lovely, kind and professional person. He made the conversation so easy and since then I had a chance to interview him again and so it seemed sort of just only to make sense that he would be a part of this show and so yeah it's a real coming together of different groups I think Silverback have traditionally done television they've traditionally done the sort of Attenborough shows that we see and traditionally also focus on climate and environment and I think the challenge with this show and what's interesting about it is making something that's almost like TV meets the internet and it's you know climate change but it's the environment meets human stories and so it's a real coalescing of different parties and I've learned so much from Silverback on how to make a huge production and hopefully I can give little bits of guidance of how to make something that's relevant for a younger audience for a short form audience that are interested in climate. And you said it tells a story and ends up at COP26. Can you tell us a little bit about that without giving any spoilers? Can you tell us what your ambition is for that? Sure. I mean, there's a few different plans for COP itself. I've never been to one of these conferences, so it's hard to imagine exactly what it will be like. And I'm excited to be up there in that atmosphere. But the central idea is to bring these voices that we are hearing around the world to COP. So in loose terms, there'll be some sort of screening of what we're calling our hero film, which is separate to the 12 part series. And that film I feel really passionate about. It's literally about platforming these voices, the voices that we don't often hear from. And those interviews are being shot around the world in a sort of similar aesthetic style and they're being cut together into a sort of big campaigning film that we're going to screen at COP and there's also some sort of installation stunts but maybe I'll keep that as a surprise <laughs> for the series. Okay sounds intriguing. Now Luke can you tell me a little bit about why you reacted to COP26 from a commissioning standpoint? Why did you feel compelled to commission content around this? I've felt like joining in Jack to joining with Jack to help him tell the next part of his story was something that was just undeniably exciting. Here you have somebody, as he says, who's grown up on the platform, who has cultivated this incredible audience of people who are passionate about climate issues and to be able to be YouTube originals and partner with him to take it to the next level at this time when all eyes are going to be on Glasgow and do it in a way that allows lots of other young people from around the world to have a voice at this incredible moment. There were just too many exciting things all lining up, not least of all as well, Silverback, who are an incredible partner to work with. So all of those things coming together with the purpose of helping YouTubers get to the next level creatively in ways they might not be able to do on their own and doing something that feels like it will spread the word in the right way at a time when so much is at stake at COP26. It really feels good to have a show that we can be really proud of at this incredible moment in our history. 
You really agree. And I guess the other thing as well is from the other side of things for our audience, that young audience, 18 to 24s, climate change is one of the biggest things that they care about. And we can see that in the data. So I suppose that's another reason why it's important that YouTube is lending its voice to this. I'm interested in alongside sustainability, what are the other kind of topics and themes and threads that you want to pull out and you want to commission around? This summer alone, we've had a really incredible summer two weeks ago to celebrate pride and to also provide some kind of virtual celebration when so many pride celebrations around the world are not happening due to the pandemic. We staged a five hour global pride event on YouTube that wasn't just on one channel that was split across five different channels, both here and in the US, starting with Ollie Alexander from years and years, moving through to Daniel Howell, then over to Sir Elton John and David Furnish. Then we had Trixie Mattel. Then we had Demi Lovato. And we were really proud of this show because it had something for everybody in the LGBTQ plus community. There were lots of different ways that we were able to have representation. So there were ways that people felt represented and they felt like we were connecting to the, vo you know, to their voice. But then at the same time, other people were able to jump on and see it as a piece of entertainment for them to just tune into and kind of have a good time while watching. So we're incredibly proud of stuff like that that gives us an opportunity to kind of put a halo around a real world movement, a moment, or have something, have YouTube step in at a specific time. Later in the year, we've got some other projects which I'm incredibly excited about, including a collaboration with Patricia Bright, who's one of our greatest UK YouTube creators of the last 10 years. She's had an incredible amount of success and had built and cultivated an audience who looked to her for advice and reassurance. And what we managed to do is send her on an incredible journey to meet 12 of the most inspirational women in Britain and to find out what their one piece of best advice would be that she can then share with her audience. And it sees Patricia go into lots of different worlds and understand lots of different ways of living. And I think it's a really insightful and edifying piece for her audience. So that's something that maybe skews kind of female. And then for something for the younger audience, I am so excited that we are collaborating with the hero of last year, Joe Wicks, and Hey Dougie, who is the biggest hero in my household, to do a new show called The Workout Badges. And I'm telling you guys, like not since Mary Poppins and Bert jumped in the pavement <laughs> painting, have we seen a collaboration between animation and live action that's so exciting. So Hey Doug is a huge property for CBBS, and bringing these two guys together for a purpose. And the purpose is very simple. Young people, they need to know that exercise is a really great fundamental part of life from very early on. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're having Joe and Dougie do this show, the workout badges that sees them try out a brand new exercise that they can do themselves in their own time or play along with the video, you know, in every different episode, which we hope you get people start an exercise young, they catch the bug and they love it forever. So those are two examples of two things coming up soon that we're really excited about. I love that. That's a show that could only happen on YouTube. Jack, I'm excited to know what is next for you after a seat at the table? What's going to be your next journey or expedition? Goodness, I'm kind of focused on this one at this point. It's been a long pre-production and I've just finished another series called The Breakdown, which is currently airing on my YouTube channel, which is a sort of explainer series around climate change. And during the pandemic, I set up a platform and a company called Earthrise. And our whole aim is to communicate the climate crisis in different creative ways. And so my 
dreams, my aims, my ambitions is just to keep doing that in a variety of different creative ways and, and really to empower different voices, different storytellers to, to tell this story. You know, there are so many creators out there that are, have come forward and have started to communicate this issue. And as we all know, if we're going to tackle this issue, we're going to need every single one of us. And so I think this is a movement that requires a huge, diverse range of voices. Unless you see yourself in this movement, then you're not inclined to become a part of it. So our aim with Earthrise is to really champion and platform all the voices out there that are starting to talk about this issue in a variety of different creative ways and yeah just more video content video is the future and i'm excited to see what comes after this project that sounds great for seat at the table how can we watch when can we watch when does it launch so i mean it'll be going live on my youtube channel which is forward slash jack's gap and it will be going live just before cop 26 before the crucial conference we're going to be going up the UK and around the world at the same time, facing all kinds of interesting challenges along the way. I'm not going to give away too much. It's going to give you some real interesting new revelations and put a lot of things into context about the climate crisis that might not have been clear before. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So yes, join us on that journey. October 25th, Jack Scap. Or is it not called Jack Scap anymore, right? That's, yeah, <laughs> forward slash Jack Scap, but the name is Jack Harry's. It's been on a journey. It's, uh, it has a little bit more longevity that way because I have to accept that it was 10 years ago that I started my gap year and uh, I'm no long longer old on gap. my gap year. Yeah, it's yeah, been right. a long old gap. It's like the, the longest gap year ever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for partnering with us on this amazing project. We're so Thank excited you. to help you with it and to support you with it. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Luke. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session and thanks to our partners at Quantcast. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. The next Stay Engaged offstage session is from personalization experts, a million ads, as they explore the power and opportunity of synthetic voice. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.